the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Jesus, God's Indescribable Gift to Us. God's Indescribable Gift to Us. Christmas is a time of giving, a time of shopping. Ever since the wise men from the east showed up at the stable in Bethlehem carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, people have been exchanging gifts at Christmas. Of course, it's much more complicated today than it was for the wise men. For one thing, they did not have to contend with shopping malls packed full of people. This year, millions of people both children and adults will open millions of gifts. Some won't fit. Some will be the wrong color. Many will be returned or exchanged. But there's one gift that meets everyone's need. One gift that will never break or need repairing. It's a gift that is appropriate for a small child a teenager, an adult, or a senior adult. Boy, girl, man, or woman, it makes no difference. The gift we all need, the most valuable gift of all, is that baby in the manger. The one that this whole season is about. The Apostle Paul says this gift is indescribable. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul is writing about human gifts. The church at Corinth is taking up an offering to send to the poor Christians in Jerusalem because a famine was taking place there. And so Paul commends them for their eagerness to help and reminds them that those who sow sparingly will reap sparingly, and those who sow generously will reap generously. And then Paul shifts his attention from human gifts to God's gift of sending Jesus Christ to earth for us. And he cannot find words to describe uh, this gift. He simply says in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15, thanks be to God for his gift that is too wonderful for words. That is in the New Central Version. But the NIV says, Thanks be to God for his 
indescribable gift. At this time of the year, we do our best to depict the wonderfulness of God's gift of Jesus to us. Musicians have composed some of their greatest music on this theme. Handel's Messiah, Bach's Christmas Oratorio, and the beautiful Christmas cows like Silent Night, Joy to the World, O Little Town of Bethlehem, just to name a few. Some of the greatest music ever heard by human beings were written about God's indescribable gift. Poets and painters and sculptors have taken up the tools of their trade to pay tribute to Jesus, the gift of God's love. So the question is, why does the Apostle Paul call Jesus God's indescribable gift? I think there are at least uh, four reasons. First, Jesus is indescribable because of his nature. Now, how would you describe Jesus? What words would you choose? How do you describe a baby born of a virgin? How do you describe God in the flesh, walking upon the earth and reaching out to the hurting masses of humanity? How do you describe that which is spirit when all that we have ever known is that which is either physical or material? How do you describe God who has all knowledge when all we have is limited knowledge? How do you describe God who is eternal and all-powerful? Paul says we can't, for he is indescribable, too wonderful for words. Listen to Paul as he writes to the Colossian Christians in Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 17. Paul says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, the prophet said, The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. And some of the other versions says, which means God with us. Now, theologians call this truth the incarnation, that is, God becoming man. Now, it's a hard concept to understand, at least historically. And in the early church, there were many debates and councils which met in order to determine the relationship between Jesus and God. Some said that Jesus wasn't really a man, he just looked like a man. Others said he had the body of a man, but he didn't have a human soul. Others said Jesus was two people in one body, sort of half God and half man. And unbelievers said it was all nonsense that Jesus was not God at all. All these ideas were, were plainly wrong, 
And so there was a lot of controversy in the early church before people had access to, to the New Testament as we have it today. And so there was division, and people held their views very strongly. So when Constantine came to power, he decided that he had to do something about the religious division that was going on in the Roman Empire. And so he called on the bishops of the church, some 200-plus bishops, to meet at Nicaea in the year 325. It was a, a really unruly uh, a council. People there were even fist fights in the council because people had such strong views. In fact, um, there were um, two sides. Of course, on one side was Arius, the other side was Athanasius, the Arians. The Arians believed that, um, that Jesus Christ was not God, but he was more than man. The issue was not really fully settled at the Council of Nicaea in 325. But um, they established the foundation uh, through the, the view that uh, St. Athanasius presented. And he maintained that Christ existed from all eternity with the Father and was, the same of, was of the same essence with the Father, although he was a distinct personality. In fact, um, afterwards, Arius was banished from the empire, and um, a number of things happened. People were imprisoned, etc. Uh, but um, the issue was really settled uh, in 381 at the Council of Constantinople. So when you see the, the Nicene Creed that um, quite often we will read, at least the liturgical churches will, will use, it was not just um, at, on 325, but it was over a period of time which was finally decided at the Council of Constantinople. See, when Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb, the infinite God took on the form of a tiny unborn baby boy. Eternal God added humanity, surely the greatest miracle of all times. No one can say how it happened or even how God can become man without ceasing to be God. The Son did not cease to be God when he became a man. He was fully God and fully man, the God-man. So ponder this for a moment. The almightiness of God moved in a human arm. The love of God now beat in a human heart. The wisdom of God now spoke from human lips. And the mercy of God reached forth from human hands. God was always a God of love. But when Christ came to earth, love was wrapped in human flesh. Perhaps an illustration might give you a little bit more um, uh, understanding of what I'm talking about. Let's suppose that I owned an ant farm. And for reasons known only to myself, I love those ants more than anything in the world. How could I communicate my love to them? I could shout, I love you, 
but because I speak English and they speak Ant, if they're such a language, they wouldn't understand. I could write them a letter, but they couldn't read it. I could shrink down to ant size, but they wouldn't recognize me. But if I had supernatural powers, there's one thing I could do. I could take on the form of an ant, be born as an ant, live as an ant, and communicate as they do. Then I could find a way to say, I love you. See, so that is what God did. This is um, sort of belittling what God did, but this is, gives us an idea as to uh, what God had to do in order to fully communicate his love for us by becoming one like us and um, showing us by, by his uh, words and action that he loves us infinitely. He did not mail a letter or shout from heaven. God himself came down and entered the human race. He became just like us so that forever we would hear him saying, I love you. But secondly, Jesus is indescribable because of his purpose in coming to earth. The angels announced to the shepherds the purpose of Christ's birth. It is said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It's when God looked at our world and saw all that was happening, he knew that our greatest need was not more wealth or, or better schools or even a better welfare system to take care of the poor. Our greatest need was for a Savior from sin. John chapter 3, 16 and 17 uh, in the New Central Version says, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost but have eternal life. God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world guilty but to save the world through him. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. You see, Jesus was God's rescue mission to the human race. He came on a mission from God and accomplished that mission when he died on the cross so that we could have life and life everlasting. So how do you put into words what God accomplished when he sent his only begotten son into the world? I think that Jesus, God's gift, is indescribable because of his nature, because of his purpose in coming to earth. And thirdly, Jesus is indescribable because he is a gift of God's grace. Every gift that I give this Christmas will be given because the recipient of that gift has some claim on me. I give a gift to my wife because she's my wife. I'll give gifts to my children because they're my children. I'll give gifts to my grandchildren because they are my grandchildren. Now, if I give a gift to you and you are not in my family, it is because 
you did something for me or did something for the, for the church that I truly appreciate. If I give a gift to feed the hungry or clothe the naked or take care of the homeless, I do it because deep down inside I recognize that I have a debt to humanity, a feeling of obligation to my fellow human beings. That is what makes God's gift so special. He doesn't owe us anything. Indeed, we are in constant rebellion against him and his purpose for our lives. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, Paul says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. And in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, he says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You see, there are no words adequate enough to describe God's grace toward us in Jesus Christ. And Paul rightly says, God's gift is indescribable. But um, number four, Jesus is indescribable because of his effect on us. What, what happens when we receive God's gift? God's gift. What happens when you open your gifts this Christmas? Will your life be any different? When you receive the gifts that have been purchased for you by loved ones, will this change your life and make you different? Or will you be the same as you have always been? The Bible tells us that when we accept the indescribable gift of God, we will never be the same again. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 and 18, Paul says, anyone who is joined to Christ, that means anyone who has accepted uh, God's gift of salvation through Christ, is a new being. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is done by God, who through Christ changed us from enemies to his friends and gave us the task of making others his friends also. The indescribable gift of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has changed my life and the lives of most of you listening to this message. We can rejoice that we are not what we used to be since he has come into our lives. Jesus has reshaped our lives and put together the broken pieces back together again. It is he who has given us real purpose in life and a reason for living. The first effect of Jesus coming into our life is that we are forgiven of our sins. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8 says, For by the blood of Christ we are set free, that is, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God which he gave to us in such large measure. When God forgives our sins, he forgets them and buries them as deep as the ocean, removes them from us as far as the east is from the west. 
Secondly, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we are adopted into the family of God and are guaranteed citizenship in his kingdom. Before we were foreigners and aliens separated from God, but now because of Jesus, we are the adopted sons and daughters of Almighty God. Everything that belongs to Jesus will also belong to us because we are not just heirs of God, but joint heirs with Christ. We are brothers and sisters in God's family when we accepted Jesus, God's indescribable gift. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Thirdly, we are given God's peace when we accept his son. Not the peace of the world, but the peace that passes all understanding. Peace that allows us to cope with the everyday situations of life. Peace that allows us to look beyond the smog of our world to the pure air of heaven. Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 14 and verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. But fourthly, when we accept that Jesus is um, indescribable because uh, our mansion in heaven is paid for, a dwelling place that will last for all eternity. And that's indescribable too. Jesus said in John 14, 2 and 3, verses 2 and 3, there are many rooms in my father's house. I wouldn't tell you this unless it was true. I'm going there to prepare a place for each of you after I have done this, I will come back and take you with me. Then we will be together. See, the Apostle Paul looked at Jesus and said, I can't describe him. All I can do is fall on my knees and thank God for his indescribable gift. And that is what we need to do this Christmas. Fall on our knees and thank God for his indescribable gift the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, to be your savior. There's no one else like Jesus. He and he alone is worthy of every song ever sung about him. He and he alone is worthy of every verse ever written about him, every dollar ever given to him, every sermon ever preached about him, every knee ever knelt before him, every testimony ever given about him, every decision ever made for him, every gift ever presented to him, and every service ever performed for him. Yes, Jesus is worthy of everything that we could ever do for him. But best of all, he will never leave us, nor forsake us, never mislead us, never forget us. 
never overlook us. When we fall, he lifts us up. When we are weak, he is our strength. When we are lost, he is our guide. When we stumble, he steadies us. And when we are hurt, he heals us. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. All power in heaven and on earth belongs to him. There is no problem which he cannot solve. There is no situation which he cannot change. There is no hardship which he cannot help us through. There is no sorrow which he cannot comfort. There is no burden which he cannot lift. There is no crisis which he cannot handle. There is no fear which he cannot relieve. There is no doubt which he cannot dissolve. And there is no hurt which he cannot heal. And there is no sinner whom he cannot forgive. So take time this Christmas to give praise and thanks for Jesus. God's indescribable gift to us, or one who's, who we don't have words to speak about. He's too wonderful uh, to put into words. And in so doing, when you spend time just thanking and praising God this Christmas, you will discover that he'll open doors of opportunity for you. You'll discover that he'll prepare you for the unexpected things that will happen in your life. And he will fill your heart with his peace and will give you hope for tomorrow. And so we can rightly sing today, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.